Welcome in, welcome in. Happy Wednesday. You were locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. It is the first of the month. Wake up, wake up. Get ready. I hope that you are relaxed and have had an amazing day. And now you are in a good space, ready to kick back and enjoy some engaging conversation right here on RSVP. This is the show where we talk all the trending topics and headlines across entertainment, sports, lifestyle, and culture. I, of course, am your host, Jill Monroe. Um, we, as always, have a lot to talk about. It is November 1st. Can you believe how fast the year is going? I mean, I know we always say that it's so typical, but really, <laughs> the year is flying by, especially when you're in some place like L.A., Southern California, and it's 82 degrees in the daytime, and then in the nighttime, it drops down to like 58. It's quite confusing for the system, you know? It's a lot happening. So anyway, let me run down the topics that we are going to get into tonight. Of course, it is Wednesday, so that means that I am not alone. I have a guest contributor every Wednesday night. That's Trent Jackson, Trent the Artist. We'll be welcoming him in shortly. But for now, the rundown. So in hour one, we're going to get into Marvel's Jonathan Majors problem, the franchise has built their future around Kang the Conqueror. But naturally, they're a wee bit concerned because he has a domestic violence trial that he will head into later this month. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and also some rumors about why he may have switched agents recently. In hour two, we're going to get into... The Dodgers and United Airlines are being sued by a pair of flight attendants for racism. We're going to get into the details of that. You know, charter flights, they're interesting. I don't know, we'll get into the details. I, I tend to believe them, but I also wonder if it's a little more than just racism. We'll talk about that. In hour three, we spoke about Joe Smith, the former number one NBA draft pick of the 1995 draft. He and his ex-wife had a situation play out on social media. Some thought it was a skit. I don't know if it was or not. But Keisha Chavez has spoken out about her current situation with Joe, what led them to be in this particular predicament, and I'm going to explain why I'm not so certain that it's a skit, although it might be, but what her motivation might have been to record him in that moment. So we're going to get into that. Of course, we're also going to get into a couple of these Halloween costumes. We are coming off of All Hallows Eve, and there were some more little celebrity costumes that we saw across social media. So we're going to talk a bit about that. We have a Nipsey Hussle update regarding his estate and his children. We're going to get into that. And also, listen, there is a lot, a lot happening. Um, Kaya, yeah, my neck, my back. She has some beef with Sexy Red. And um, 
she read her down. And speaking of female rappers, there's a rapper, a former female rapper, I should say, named Nikki D. She was the first woman signed to Def Jam back in 1989. And she has a name for this era of female rap and some thoughts about it. So we're going to get into all of that. But of course, before we do, you know, we have a couple of conversation starters. These are things that, you know, we want to make you aware of, but we may not have time to get into the full story. So first up, the Raiders have fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels, and they have a new head coach, Antonio Pierce. So what is special is now the Raiders head coach is black. Their general manager, Champ Kelly, also black. So Pierce is going to make his NFL head coaching debut on Sunday against his former team, the New York Giants. They are having a fantastic season this year, but, you know, it should be interesting. The Raiders have had a, a you know, <laughs> a season. Hey, I guess at least they're not the Cowboys, right? Also, your girl Megan the Stallion, she has new music coming out. She has a new single called Cobra. It's going to be dropping in a couple of days. She said that she produced it herself. She said that it is going to express some of the things that she's been through through the last couple of years. She's really putting her heart into this. We know that she has been freed of her former label. And this project is all independent, all funded by Megan, all from her creative standpoint, totally. So we're excited to see what Megan comes up with. And lastly, you know, these Halloween costumes, they are so creative. I do want to ask again, are all of you attending Halloween parties? Or are we really just doing photo shoots at this point? Is it really even about Halloween? Is it just an excuse to dress up, be cute, and do a photo shoot? I mean, I'm with it. I'm okay with that. However, I just want to know sometimes. So... We talked about last night Diddy saying that Warner Brothers sent him a cease and desist after him appearing as the Joker last year and taking over Hollywood. Well, this year he went bigger. He dropped in Hollywood as Batman, a whole production of the vehicle. Had um, I'm not sure what version of the Batmobile this is or what this is. It looked like a mini tank rolling down the streets of Hollywood and did it as only Diddy can. I assume he went to the party that was at the highlight room last night. It was well attended by lots of luminaries. And um, yeah, Diddy, he was going to give you theater. That is for certain. At any rate, we're going to get into these trending topics and headlines on the other side. You were locked into RSVP with Joe Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Infusing a sense of fun and entertainment in every episode. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. And of course, it is Wednesday. So, you know, that means that I am not by myself tonight. I am joined by our guest contributor, Trent Jackson. Trent the Artist, welcome in. Trent Jackson. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy first of the month. It is the wake up, wake I don't know why bone thugs are repeating in my mind. I mean, it's only fair that we do this every first of the month. Sing bone thugs. <laughs> every time. Every time. It's it's like the thing to do. 
I think it's natural. Yeah. So we are going to get into these trending topics and headlines because there are a lot. Oh, I didn't finish with the Halloween rundown. Yeah. There's just a couple others. I, I liked your to... costume last night. Uh, thank you very much. I saw it briefly. I was very tired. I was asleep. But Cruella. For the, for the moment that I did see it, for the five seconds that I was in, I was like, oh, okay, come on, wig. <laughs> come through, wig. <laughs> little bob to it yeah so i didn't do the little shake thing because you know i didn't secure I like, oh, my she, wig she's into it i was like i, I love it <laughs> i like costumes yeah you know, i dress up. it was fun thank you so others in the halloween spirit karuchi dressed as jimmy butler from his heat media day pick with the bang with the bang, <laughs> with the bang. <laughs> i was just looking at that picture the other day and i was like this guy is, is a troll he didn't listen and it was funny she did the whole thing she had the goatee and everything. It's on our Instagram. You could go check go it out. Karuchi. Russell Wilson dressed as Prime, Coach Prime. I can't. Cowboy hat and everything. Coach Prime was a popular Halloween costume this year. And Winnie Harlow, she dressed as she also dressed as Cruella, but I think it was just for a photo shoot. Um, you know her Halloween photo shoot. What did her boyfriend dress up as? Did they do a photo shoot together? I did not see that. I saw her Cruella costume, and then she also dressed up as Cat Williams. So, <laughs> again, full goatee, yeah. wig, you know. I love a good wig for Halloween. That was, I think, is that my first wig for Halloween? I think so. My first one was last year. What were you last year? Chucky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A little bad Chucky doll. Yeah. And, you know, as I mentioned, Meg the Stallion, she was a gremlin. That's funny. You said something about her earlier. Cobra. She's a cobra. She's a new single So this, in my mind, I was like, oh, so she's going from a horse to a snake. What is that about? There has to be some metaphorical thing going on there. Possibly. possibly there has to be. Possibly. I mean, you know. So she's going from stampeding on people to just one poisonous Sticking bite. Them. Yeah, maybe. Wow. Okay. All right. It could be. So I mentioned that an issue of Nipsey Hussle's estate has been established four years after his tragic passing. His son, who he shares with Lauren London Cross, and his daughter Imani will split his $11 million estate 50-50. Of course, his son Cross, Lauren, who is his mother, and his, um, they made her officially, you know, when you are a child with an estate, even if it's your parents, you have to officially get, it's not conservatorship. But Guardianship. A, there it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. So she will be managing that. It broke down to um, several bank accounts totaling almost $6 million, a Chevy Suburban worth 17000 100% membership interest in All Money, Inc., which was worth $2.4 million, 100% interest in Marathon Studios, 100% interest in Marathon Touring, which is worth 606000 100% Marathon Clothing, 271000 and his trademark is estimated to be worth around 913000 So, you know... I'm Good. Gonna, I mean, why shouldn't the kids get it? Of course they should. Well, I, I don't... I think it's just was a legality. And then there are issues with his daughter, Imani, as far as custody between her mother and Nipsey's family. Yeah, there was. Uh, so I'm yeah. um, not sure where that works, um, has landed with that. But she was attempting to access the fund sooner and they felt 
that it wasn't necessarily for the right reasons and so on and so forth. So I'm not sure where that aspect landed out, but I'm sure that had something to do because usually when someone is contesting things of that nature, it will hold up the entire process. So four years later, it is settled and um glad for that. Yeah. Okay. So in other news, a couple went Instagram official recently. You know what? Who, who, who just and just, and and they said it too in the post, and they also were announcing their new podcast. So this Amy, has got to stop. Amy Roebuck and T.J. Holmes. See, that, see, mm-mm. formerly of Good Morning America. You, I have nothing to say about this. Are except- set to launch a new podcast titled Amy and T.J. And this is after their exit, you know, from ABC News, and their relationship became public. The podcast is going to premiere December 5th on the iHeart Podcast Network. So I'm curious who the audience is supposed to be for this. Is it supposed to be former Good Morning America fans? Is it supposed to be people hoping they'll spill the tea about their relationship and behind the scenes at ABC News? I'll tell you who's going to watch this. Everyone who's absolutely disgusted by this whole thing. They're going to be the only ones tuning in to watch this train wreck happen. And I want people to keep the same energy when this all falls apart. I want them to keep that energy that they had towards it at the beginning to have that same energy at the end. Because this is a train wreck wedding to happen. You think so? Come on. <laughs> they might have some interesting things to share. It all like depends what? on what I, I mean, maybe it's just going to be a pop culture podcast. I don't. It's just. I really wish that people would just keep their relationships private and not talk about them at all. That's what I wish. Do you? But so that's so interesting that you say that. Why? When we discuss how communication is key and is But you don't have to tell everybody. Entire... Your relationship is between you and the person. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, you know, we had a balance. We had a little conversation. Um, earlier today about relationships off completely before the show started. And I said, if people kept their relationships private, they will last longer. And I even use myself as an example. People are still talking. They don't even know what the status of my relationship is. Cause I stirred the pot. And I, they don't know, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's, you got to keep them guessing, you keep them out of your business. I mean, I agree with that, but I also think, you know, sometimes People connect and share and bond over their stories. Sure. I, I I just think. But you don't have to give up everything. I agree with that as well. It's a choice, all of it. Yeah. You know, to tap in or not. I'm just curious as to what they're going to talk about and if they are. Adultery. Going to address the elephant in the room. They have to. Yeah. In some form or fashion. We'll see. So listen, Jonathan Majors, we know he was on the precipice of ascent he still is he still is Mm -hmm. okay but um an incident happened last march and we are waiting for it to go to trial with jonathan and his now ex-girlfriend where she alleged that he attacked her and he is alleging that she attacked him they were fighting allegedly (laughs) based on everything that came out buttons pulled and scratches and oh they were scrapping scrapping Mm-hmm. You know, pow pow, get off me, get back. No, I'm not getting off you. Get back, scratch scratch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can just picture the whole thing <laughs> in the back of a cab. 
heading no. up Avenue of the Americas. <laughs> so that trial will be starting later this month. But meantime, you know, Jonathan was coming off of his Creed three appearance and he was in an interesting place with the Marvel franchise, which we know is huge, 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 mm-hmm. where he was being set up to be, I guess maybe it's phase five of this. I lose track. I, I like Marvel movies, but not to that degree. But they, they've come in waves and phases. And we know that for about 10 years straight, everything that they put out went number one insane box office numbers. But now, you know, they were shifting the direction of the franchise and also trying to fill content for Disney+. Plus. So they're putting out a lot of shows and a lot of movies. They had some characters, some favorites from the franchise namely iron man uh, black widow and i feel as though there's one oh captain america all kind of deciding to move on from the franchise right so now the problem is that they're facing is not only are the films not necessarily performing as well as well the films and the tv shows just probably a case of burnout at this point, too much content. Yes. And with so much content, all of their storylines are interconnected. They take a really far out approach to bring things forward, to connect the storylines. And so with all of these shows happening across all of these different areas and movies being developed, got very complicated, right? And some of the quality suffered. Fans have not been happy with some of the releases. But Jonathan Major's appearance in Loki and later in Ant-Man and the Quantum Realm sparked some excitement for the franchise. People were excited about its performance and the direction and where it could go. There were plans for a Kang the Conqueror movie that was supposed to maybe start filming later this year. You know, the strike has obviously altered quite a few things. And they were initially planning for a 2024 release. All of this sort of happened. They were looking maybe further out 2025. Well, now that is all in flux because they don't know what's happening. Their um, big franchise is in flux. And they're trying to figure out what to do. Give the man his job and put him in a movie. Well, allegedly. Black dollars at work. They're considering a lot of things. There's some rewrites that have happened, right? They are considering hedging how long they can hold the movie, allegedly, and see how this plays out. But there are also more stories coming out. There's a story that was included today in a variety piece about Marvel and Jonathan Majors that also dropped some information about him being let go from CAA. Some people thought that it happened because of the situation with the domestic violence situation. But allegedly, it's because Jonathan was mistreating the staff at CAA. CAA wouldn't confirm this, but this is the rumor. So more people saying that he is mistreating people. So one of the considerations from Marvel is the possibility of recasting as well in addition to rewrites they did it with terrence howard and don Cheadle in iron man so they are considering it so, with who michael b jordan it, who, no because michael b jordan was already in marvel <laughs> film 
The, I mean, there are probably lots of people on the list. You know, there were words like for some things. This has been floated before Damson Idris' name was mentioned. Um, you know, there's a couple of different ways that they could go. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I don't know what's going to happen, actually, because this is a it's an interesting one. I think that because we are in a very interesting position in Hollywood, they don't want to, um, you know, it's interesting because they want to be on their best behavior, but they're also thinking about their business. And they don't want to make it look like they're actually being racist um, or they don't want to be accused of that. They don't want to go down that, that trajectory. OK, but they also don't want to yes. look like they're ab- protecting an abuser. But they have afforded so many other abusers and so many other addicts. It you know they let Robert Downey Jr. Okay, but addiction Charlie is different Sheen from abuse. Charlie Sheen. But addiction is a different from abuse. He 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 put hands on people too. So right. but award him thing, award the Jonathan thing. the same all of this the same the same as the, as the examples others. that you're given were all pre this era. Which was worse, actually. Very, <laughs> right. Things were very different. And so there is a correction or an overcorrection of the process. Mm-mm. It was far worse because we just didn't see it. We heard and, and, and the things that we heard about those two in particular, we heard over the years. And then it got confirmed at like big blow up points, just like this here. It's the same thing. It's just a different, you know. different actor that's all it is it's it's it's, also a different time i think context is important it's hollywood you can't apply 2006 rules to 2023 it's hollywood um weirdo crap going on it's all the same and all i'm saying is afford this young man the same um you know pass if you will that you've awarded other people who have done far worse Pretty Brown Mimi agrees with you in the chat. She mentioned Woody Allen and Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I'm i aware of all those examples and all of the opportunities afforded, but I'm also aware that we are in a totally different time. The expectation as far as studios' involvement, what they stand behind is much different than but it was even five, seven years ago. Do they really? Do they really stand behind this stuff? It's it's all for the moment. They have we all know studios have not really changed their position on any of this stuff. They're protecting people right now. I mean, here's the thing, and they are protecting their interests and bottom line. But that's what people do in life, no matter what their reasoning is. To some degree, yeah. they still have to put forth something that is going to make their shareholders as well as the public satisfied with their moves to a degree. We all know that. Hollywood loves a good scandal. It does. And this is just a part of it. Unfortunately, um, again, like I said last week, they always have to make an example out of somebody. It's just his turn. you think he's being made an example of? Sure. You know why? Why? Here's why. Because... He was adored prior to this, seemingly. I think he still is, in a sense. So, but why do you feel like he needs to be made an example then? They're trying to make him the example, but they're also trying not to make him the example. It's it's a it's a really really fine line, right? Um, So they don't want to like knock this guy off his horse, but they're but here's another story like at a at a sideline angle coming at him. You know, we've got a you know he's just a walking target at this point, and of course people are going to come out the woodworks with all the stories now. Um, But that's again that's what Hollywood is made of. You know these these actors they get real brand new 
once they start feeling themselves after a couple movies and being on a few sets. When we come forward, we'll have more trending topics and headlines. We'll also get into Real Housewife of New York, well, former Ramona Singer and her alleged racist behavior. All of that and more. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. News and sports on the other side. Curating the most compelling stories and delivering them straight to your ears. You're listening to RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. What was this like, 95 or was this on their first album? 94? 95, I was right there. Okay, 95. Man, almost 20 years. Listen, that's crazy. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. I hope, oh, which member was it? Crazy. I hope Crazy is doing well and his health has improved. Want to send shouts and shouts out and prayers, continued prayers to him because I know sometimes we get caught up in the moment and we send those thoughts and prayers and then we move on. But I hope his health is continuing to improve. Shout out to DBlack909 in the chat. He says, Happy first of the month. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Next week. It's not next week. Don't say that. I need to go get my ham <laughs> from the Honey Baked store. Honey Baked ham. I remember it. I, yeah. When I used to eat pork, I remember that. It was amazing. Yeah, but... it's just a slither for me. Mm-mm. It's for everybody else. No swine is how I stay fine. Oh, is that the secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but I don't eat that. Um, so Pretty Brown Mimi in the chat says, Nate Parker was on the rise in reference to our Jonathan Majors topic, but the, but then scandal, then poof, he wasn't. Very, very good point. Mm-hmm. I think that when you are talking about matters that involve domestic violence and sexual assault, there's a lot of room for gray area at times. And most aren't going to, should something reach the point of trial, most people aren't really going to know the details. Look how complicated the Megan the Stallion and Tory um, Lane situation was. They didn't have cameras in there, did they? In the courtroom? Yeah. No, they had sketch artists. Okay. Johnny Depp had cameras. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it just depends on... Um, you know the level of the le- well where because different court jurisdictions different judges have different rules so they're allowed to do that but i don't know we're gonna see what happens we'll see how it all plays out i mean i do think we are also looking at too and this is kind of outside of that but i feel as though it's related because we are kind of in a moment where we're receiving the woke backlash You know, we see companies reversing some of the steps that they had taken in 2020 during the racial reckoning. And now we're seeing like, you know, a lot of DEI, diversity and inclusion executives were let go or moved on. Lots of hires that were made during that time period have been changed out. So, um, you know, there's different tides that wash in different feelings surrounding certain things. So we'll have to see how this plays out. D Black 909 
says my favorite holiday food. He's talking about ham, food, family, and football. No, he's not. Absolutely. Yes, he is. He. Oh no, he's not. You're mm-hmm. right. He <laughs> said you gave up pork. So did I. No swine, and you'll stay fine. So see, he agrees with my sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave up pork a very long time ago, like decades. <laughs> Decade. You're not missing anything. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. Um, I mean, I had it. I taste, you know, yeah. I remember. That's why it was easy for me to get, like. It's like me with chicken. Yeah, that I'm never giving up. <laughs> never giving up chicken. I like it too much. So, anyway, we mentioned Sexy Red. And Wait, what, what is going on back there? A Lakers game. Lakers Clippers. Oh, okay. You know, it's been 12 losses in a row to the Clippers. But they don't got no chips, so. Here we go with the Lakers. I mean, with the Clippers. I, no, you know, I, I have said I've discussed. I was a Clipper fan at one point in time, while I was a Lakers fan. But you mm-hmm. know, it's just a period. So Kaya, <laughs> known for the clapback. Kaya, listen. is this the one that Janet Jackson put in the television? Yes. Okay. Um, he's talking about the single that they had together. The so video. Excited. Yeah. Um, she was mad about it. Yeah, Kai was mad. She wasn't included in the video. Um, so she's clapping back at Sexy Red. And, you know, what happened was someone compared Kaya and said that she was kind of the mother to rappers like Sexy Red. She got really offended by that. And she was like, nope, nope, I'm not on the Internet licking a man's toes and, and getting you know, dogged out in these things. Sexy Red clapped back. And then Kaya proceeded to do what she does and did one of her read downs on her thing. We can't play it because you couldn't hear anything because it would be beep, 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 beep. But I saw a piece of it. And um, for a second, I was humored and said, this child, she's crazy. And then I just said, wow. It, this is something to just sit up on the internet and just destroy somebody like this, and, and you and, and this is what you're known for. I mean, it's kind of like get something else to do because you're really not in a position to be judging anybody. And for the record, she did birth. Uh, she is the reason why we have things like this in society right now because for what she did at her time, it was definitely tasteless. It was fun. We love the song, the one hit wonder, but it. It was the gateway to what we see right now. I, I I don't, you know, disagree. I don't know if I would pin it per se, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but yeah. I wouldn't pin it on one person. Yeah, There's for sure. There's lots of entry roads into that. I think it was almost inevitable in some ways mm-hmm. that we would end up there just because I think part of it is a response to what male rappers were saying and very much objectifying women, making them disposable, just, you know, find them, screw them, and flee them. That was an NWA song back in the day. Of course, screw was actually an F, like the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really, women didn't matter. So I think that it is inevitable when you show someone that you don't care that they are irrelevant to you, that they are completely disposable, at some point they are going to respond in similar fashion. And so I think that 
you know, again, it's not blame on one side. We all participated in hip hop. We were partying and shaking our pants down to, you know, all of it. I rocked Who You Calling a Bee by Queen Latifah proudly. Like, yep, who? But at the same time, you know, we'd be talking about every other city we go. Exactly. You know, that's the (laughs) (laughs) that's the dichotomy (laughs) of hip hop. That is, you know, the dichotomy of being a woman growing up in the hip hop era. You know, sometimes you don't know things are harmful for you or you don't make the connection or you do and you don't care. Whatever the reason, we are where we are. But I do think that you are right, that she is very much bitter that her career did not take off. And then furthermore, her second career as a commentator, she's seen others that she came up with maybe help bypass her and it does like you said sound like sour grapes it's horrible horrible (laughs) well you know on the other side we are going to get into some more female rap conversation there is the 1989 first woman signed to Def Jam Records Nikki D she also had some commentary about today's hip-hop scene and the way that women in rap are being presented at the current level. We'll get into that on the other side. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So before I get into Nikki D's comments, I just want to prep y'all for a couple of conversations that we have coming up in the after hour. I just want to make sure that you guys are ready. One of them concerns Carl Thomas's at Trent, please. His child's mother um, and her recent appearance on an Instagram dating hookup show. We're going to get into that. We're also going to get into a conversation that was started between Chad Ochocinco Johnson and Shannon Sharp about body count. Does body count matter? Yes. Let me just ask this really quick. What is Shannon Sharp's obsession with body count? Well, this is the second time in this in this in this show that we've talked about his commentary on somebody's body count. Why is he obsessed with people and their body count? Well, we're gonna get into that. Well, I'll let you hear his comments. This is starting to get creepy with him. Maybe mm, just wait and we'll see. Okay. And, um, yeah, I wanted to get you guys ready for that as well as Joe Smith's ex-wife. And of course, next hour we'll be talking about the Dodgers, United Airlines, and the racism lawsuit against them. So now back onto this female rap stuff, right? So Nikki D, she was signed to Def Jam in 1989. She was the first female rapper signed there. Uh, I think her first single was Daddy's Little Girl. And it sampled, um, I don't remember the Susan Vega's Tom's Diner. So um, it was a minor hit, you know. It was rough for a female solo artist at that time. They were still trying to make their way. So recently she put out, what's the confusion? What year was this? 19, when the single came out? Yeah. Probably came out in 90, but she was signed to Def Jam in 89. What year did MC Light come out? First signed to Def Jam. MC Light came out in 87. But, yeah. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, difficult for a female rapper at the time. So I'm just thinking about... Who, MC- 
MC Light. MC Light was a star, right? Yeah. But not a superstar. Latifah. Queen Latifah. Was probably the first big rap superstar. Okay. But definitely wasn't yet in 89. Interesting. Because the brat was the first female rapper to go platinum. That didn't hmm. happen. To like 93? Until 90, 93, 94. Yeah, okay. So... It was, you know, again, I'm not saying that they weren't there. I'm not saying that they didn't get some popularity, but there wasn't outside of Salt and Pepper. Who is this Nikki D? She's a rapper from New York. I've never heard of this girl until right now. Okay, well, I have. And she was the first female rapper signed to Def Jam. How many albums does she have? I don't recall. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people do. What is the point? I'm going somewhere with it, but this is okay. your story and your show, not <laughs> I'm mine. Saying, well, where are you going? Because I'm just like it's in, in my mind. I was in, I was there for this, so I'm just thinking like all the of because I hung out with my aunts and my uncles and my cousins who were you know a couple of, like ten years older than me. So I'm just thinking of all the music that I heard. So I remember seeing these records from MC Light um, and um, JJ Fad. Okay, mm-hmm. so in my mind as a kid. Female rap is present. Like, it might not be, you know, pinnacle, top peak, but it's present and it's there. So it's hard for me to kind of process this Nikki D character who, like, is kind of, in my mind, lost in the shuffle of all these other big names. I mean, she could be, but, again, Def Jam is an iconic label as far as hip-hop comes. So her signing there was a huge deal because they were looking for someone that they felt could match the artists that they had on the label that as far as real hip hop, not just, you know, what we would call an aesthetic now, mm-hmm. you know? So um, she recently commented on the state of female rap right now. She saw sex, um, not sexy red, sorry, apologies, sexy red. She saw Ice, a video from Ice Spice's performance over the weekend where she was dressed like Betty Boop. And in her costume, she had a really, really short red dress on. And you know, Ice Spice always says, I'm a baddie showing my panties and things like that. But this dress was really short. It really looked like a, a bustier. And she seemed a little uncomfortable because she was constantly having to pull it down while she was performing. So Nikki recently posted the clip and captioned it with her thoughts about female rap. She said, come on, y'all. You mean to tell me this is true talent? The female genre of hip hop today is the prostitution era. You can fight me. So she also says that notice the only two times the crowd really reacts are doing the familiar munch line because, you know, you thought it was feeling you. That did it a munch. You don't know the song. I'm familiar. Who's Ice Spice? Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, I know who she is, but I'm not listening to her record. I can't. It's Once I saw the Beavis meme on her side by side, it was it was a wrap for me. My goodness. So <laughs> she, Nikki says the only time the crowd reacted was during the munch um, chorus and when she turns around to show her assets. She's one of the top female rappers out at the moment. Where's her show production, rehearsal, and for God's sake, please stop singing over those studio vocals. It's not a live show at that point. She said that Ice Spice's management should call her. This girl got five minutes left and y'all gonna blow it. So, um, here's the thing, you know. This isn't something that we haven't heard said 
about the current state of rap and their performance and things of that nature. And we know the genre is changing, but is it unfair to say, I need you to give me more as far as at least performance? Where's her performance? It's in an archive somewhere on YouTube that no one is Googling or looking up. So I don't even think that it's fair for her to. So why is it not fair? Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. But when you are a failed rap artist that no one is thinking about from yesteryear, it looks a little bitter and it looks a little nasty and mean instead of uplifting, instead of her reinserting herself in a market that she clearly wants to be in, she could take this opportunity to teach this girl and maybe give these girls some lessons on how to present Why themselves. Why do you assume that she wants to be in the market? Because, because she's, she commented because she's on comment, it like everyone she's else com- does. She's commenting on it, trying to make herself relevant again. Who, how? She commented on Because no one's thinking post. about her. But, Who is no she? No one's thinking about anybody else's post that comments on this. Everybody that comments on everything and here, but is here's the giving thing. their opinion. Yes, and this is she true. She is someone, yeah, she used to be a rapper, but why is she not entitled to her opinion she, and because anybody it, else is? Because it looks it looks a little weird. That's like me um, going off 30 years from now, okay, and no one's thinking about me, and all of a sudden I say, oh, this guy on this talk show, oh, blah, 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 blah. Ain't nobody thinking about me, and and why did I bring this up? Who's asking me my opinion? I can just go off and enjoy my life in the sunset after I've done what I've done. And if I have a problem with the state of something that I've done before, I'm going to go on or I'm going to send a message or I'm going to try to help them from behind the scenes instead of just make a post and tear them down or say the obvious because we know it's trash and we know it's horrible. We don't have to look at it and we don't have to watch it. We don't have to make a comment either. We don't. Yeah, but that's all we I'm comment, saying. We comment every day about stuff all the that we time. have no all reason the or time. business to. But so guess what? I'm not going to be you know that say to that? fan saying, you know, or a person that is consuming the content that is of the culture and you know giving what I their say opinion that? like anybody else. We are giving opinions because we are in a position to. People listen and watch. And I to, think to, she's to, in a position to as a former rapper. You can have an mm-mm. opinion. It's not a requirement. <laughs> you don't have to check a box to speak out. Now, no. is everything important? Not necessarily, but I don't think I would never say you have no cause to say anything because you failed at that. That's the same logic that Drake threw at Joe Budden. That's the, that that was a personal beef between those girls. But it's, <laughs> there you go. And so Nikki's parting comments when someone, I guess, maybe said something similar was, to be clear, I'm addressing the business as a whole. This Ice Spice performance caught my attention. And the Lady of Rage jumped in and posted a meme, the Jack Nicholson meme from A Few Good Men, saying, you can't handle the truth. Is Lady of Rage not entitled to speak up either? But see, here's the thing. We know Lady of Rage, right? We rock rough you and tough. Because you don't know Nikki D doesn't mean Can someone that in the comments please tell me that, that they know, know who Nikki, Nikki D. D is? Like, just be, you have to step outside of your perspective. Like, I'm trying to, but every time I'm trying to understand this girl, it just seems like it comes off as somebody who is angry about the direction of their career. She's angry. She said nothing about her career. I, she spoke just, about the business. It just comes off weird to me. Okay. That's well, we come for we're gonna have more trending topics and headlines we're gonna get into this dodger story and of course you are free to call in if you like 800-920-1580 and please tell me who this nikki d is i want to know i want to be educated (laughs) 
And we'll get into more Nikki D, her backstory. All of that and more. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.